Hey, welcome to Celebrate Sounds, a podcast wholly focused on music and arts and promoting musicians and artisans on the north coast of New South Wales. This podcast is proudly sponsored by local businesses who love the arts and want to show their support for the arts in the area. Local Bill Co. are based in Bellingen and operate between Coffs Harbour and Nambucca. Company owner Jordan grew up in Bello and is now settled in Yurunga with his wife Ellie and their two daughters. When you build with Local Bill Co., you build with a team who pride themselves on their high standard of work and their dedication to achieving goals for their customers. All inquiries, hit up Jordy on 0431 430 822. Henry Gale Tiling operates from Bellingen and specialises in all renovation and building projects. Henry lives in Dogo with his wife Megan and their two children, and his tiling partner Brenton lives in Milestone with his partner Lily. They provide a dedicated service to their clients from start to finish. Servicing the Bellingen Shire and surrounds, you can expect hands-on service from a highly experienced tiling team. Have a tiling job? Call Henry on 0401 This podcast is also supported by many live music venues on the North Coast who are proud to be continuing their support for the live music industry. Scott's Hub and Scott's Head are adding music to their already delicious menu with their weekly Saturday Sounds music offering. This Saturday the 27th, DB Bishop will be serenading Scott's Hub from 6pm. It's a $10 cover charge which goes directly to the artist. At Liberty Providores in Yurunga, you can get amazing coffee, cakes and other tasty treats, including on the weekends, their slow-cooked lamb rolls. Yum. And very often you will get serenaded after your early morning beach walk with buskers regularly popping in. At the Coast Hotel Coffs Harbour, every Friday they have their Friday Fiesta, a Mexican-themed street barbecue in the beer garden, cheap Coronas and margaritas with a DJ spinning Latin house. On Saturdays, the coast have cocktail specials and DJ from 8pm, and very soon they'll be bringing back their cocktail crafts and acoustic nights each Wednesday, so keep an eye out. At the Ocean View Hotel in Yurunga, every single Sunday you will hear live music coming from the back deck kicking off from 2pm. An awesome way to chill out on a Sunday afternoon, have a beer or two, and then grab a takeaway pizza before you head home. Tish Farko and Bellinger not only serve up amazing gluten-free tacos with a remix twist, but every Sunday you can eat those delicious tacos and listen to some of the amazing acts they have playing there from 5 to 7pm. This Sunday the 28th they have Nathan Bird kicking the tunes, bookings recommended. Element Bar and Coffs Harbour have something special on pretty much every day. Happy hour, Monday to Saturday, 4 to 6pm, a meal deal every weeknight. There's always something on with tunes from Dan Hopkins this coming Friday, the 26th of March, 7pm. Chris Greaves, Saturday, the 27th at 7pm. And Benny Black on your Sunday afternoon session from 4.30pm. Surf Street Cafe in Emerald Beach is known for its amazing vibe and cuisine, but they have been putting on gigs for ages too. Every Saturday night from 6 to 9, you can chill out to some of the most cruisy artists on the North Coast. Source Salvage Studio in Bellingen is an exhibition of local artisans and their unique creations using sustainable materials. Not to mention, they do amazing coffee and mean smoothies. You can also find yourself getting caffeinated and serenaded at the same time with buskers and performers popping in every now and again. Dark Arts Cafe and Bar and Coffs Hub is open every day from 6.30am for great coffee and an awesome brekkie or lunch. They're also open for dinner on Friday and Saturday nights with happy hour from 5 till 6.30pm, occasionally hosting some gigs and live comedy, so keep a lookout. 
The Pub With No Beer are hosting Sunday sessions every week outdoors in the amphitheater in the picturesque surrounds of Taylor's Arm. Food is on till 2.30 p.m., live music from 12.30 p.m., a Sunday well spent. And finally, Red Sea in Coffs Harbour have live music all weekend with their venue located in one of the most picturesque spots on the coast. This weekend on Saturday the 27th of March, they've got Chris Boynes at 12pm and Aquarius by the Sea at 3pm. And on Sunday, they have Wild Turkeys live at 12pm and Unison live from 3pm. So that's the gig guide. Stick around for the podcast. It celebrates sounds. Today on the program, we have DJ Danger Waves, a, uh, a DJ and a drummer who's done a lot of touring up and down the east coast of Australia. Enjoy the show. Celebrate Sounds, a local music and arts podcast based on the north coast of New South Wales, trying to highlight and feature artists, artisans, musicians, even DJs. And today, um, <laughs> we're allowing our special DJ friend, Mr. DJ Danger Waves, to come in and talk to us about DJing. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, it's like it's like a minority group, like yeah, even DJs. Even DJs. We're all inclusive here. Absolutely. Well, because, I mean, we've talked about it before, and I'm sure a lot of people don't know that there's like this uh, under underlying sentiment of people that play music, like play an instrument, not just a music producer, um, but people who you play something and people who spin other people's tracks and... A lot of the time, and I certainly used to think this, that like DJs weren't musicians. I think it's how do you feel about changed, that? Yeah, it's changed <laughs> changed a lot. And, but there's a lot I struggle with with DJs that have massive egos for yeah no reason, and they might just be you know like you said spinning other people's tunes, and they might be really good at that, and they only really get into it for their ego and sort of you know, hyping up a crowd and stuff. And it's yeah. funny to see their musical choices Yeah, when that's their main target. It's not about the music. It's about them and hyping a crowd. So yeah. a lot of their sets of musical taste is just total hype tracks. And yeah. it's not... I suppose there's musicians There's a like time and place well. for sure. Yeah, like, yeah. you know... I guess people love it too, though, sometimes just hearing the top 40. Like, yeah, going... top 40 stuff and sort of like super pumpy and like there's... Look... Music's such a subjective thing mm. and people love it for different reasons. But because I guess I play music and I've been a lover of music and that, you know, it wasn't my first thing. I just love listening to everything. Yeah. I come at it from a very eclectic kind of like, I will, you know, all songs considered absolutely angle, but that works for me in a sort of different way as well, because, you know, I won't put any genre out like it's like i'm gonna do whatever make it work make it work yeah. well that sort of brings us to to getting to know uh you a little bit and um obviously your first job is a drummer um <laughs> you feel well your part-time very part-time job at the moment as a drummer <laughs> um but give us a bit of an idea of of danger waves how david danger waves came about how you came up with the name um, and just sort of where you're, you know, drumming aside, um, well, funk thieves and all of, that yeah, aside. We started to, like, you, know, you were doing a bit more sort of solo. 
I just wanted to sort of get, I've always loved music and I've always been able to pick good tracks and make good little mm. sort of like things. And I'd done a bit of DJing before, but I decided that, you know what, I'm going to get into this and sort of start making, because, you know, from from very young age, listening to so much music, I've always like, wow, these tracks could go so well together. And then using musical ear and sort of rhythmic, you know, sort of training and things like that was very easy for me to sort of get get it going on, which was really, really fun. And then put together all the sort of cool tracks and I started making a few, you know, mixtapes oh, for yeah. friends. Yeah. And they were like, man, this is really good. Like, yeah. perfect. So... Um, I did start out with the DJ name Low Tech Hi-Fi and that was for a little while. And then I got a message from Roots Maneuvers Record <laughs> Company <laughs> and I thought it was a hoax. I was like, nah, this is crap. Like, nah. And it was basically, they were like, you need to change your name because it's one of our artist names. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, like... How you, many was, Instagram just, followers did you have oh, at that I point? don't know, maybe like 200 or something. <laughs> like, I don't have a heap now anyway, but look, it was really funny. I was like, you are serious. You want me to change my name? I am like a small-time DJ on the east coast of Australia that plays like parties and pubs, pubs and, and pubs. weddings and stuff. <laughs> like, I am no threat to you at all. Yeah. Like, I am not going to be some supernova DJ that's coming over to London to play the yeah, big rooms over there. Too. I'm just here in Bello and sort of up and down the coast playing parties and enjoying myself. And they're like, no, nah, you've got to do it. And they sort of knuckle down and one of my friends, actually your manager was like, nah, stick to your guns, man. Just tell them to get stuffed or, and what, what, you know. um, what changed your mind? Uh, another friend that, you know, Jeff Orton. Yes. Uh, was just sending through, um, all sorts of crazy names, but he, well, <laughs> I don't know if I should say them, but yeah, there was some, some really, really interesting ones but one was danger waves yeah and he'd sent me a picture of um he was at the beach and it said danger waves and i was just like oh that's pretty cool that works you know i like surfing and all that sort of stuff so and danger and danger you know all that sort of stuff so <laughs> djing is an exciting double meaning oh my yeah, gosh this guy is amazing um and then from there just started to slowly do things which yeah. is cool and now sort of before we had covid steady amount of work for you know, around here it was perfect, you know, doing doing nice little things, getting to put together little sets for different venues of yeah. stuff that I really enjoy, you know, like Jazzy House and Chill House and Old so Soul and on, stuff. on that note, what is your favourite kind of gig to play as far as like <clears throat> people who are dancing, people who are engaged and the music that you want to sort of bring? Okay, so... The co my favorite sort of thing is a mix between like old soul disco and really new school disco, but with a little bit of sort of chilled house stuff. So the coffee gigs that we started doing when COVID, so this is one of the sort of fruits of COVID was yeah, yeah. there wasn't many gigs and, you know, thank God Emily started putting on gigs at Liberty. Liberty Providors. Yeah, thank you, man. Emily. Um started and also getting together. Bruce and, at, um, saw salvage yeah, saw salvage sort of and, you know, it's been great to sort of see people coffee and disco and stuff goes together. And so putting that together has been really fun. But more to your question, I like putting a different hat on. So if I've got a brief for a party mm. or for a venue and it's like, because I love all sorts of, if it's pumping house, like bass house and stuff like that, I love getting down and dirty, yeah, yeah. finding like the, the, the dirtiest little tracks, but then throwing a like hint of nostalgia might do like a little 
grab a remix sort of thing, like a little snippet from an old track and throw it in the middle of like a house bang a chorus yeah, or a verse. Yeah, yeah. So people are like, oh my God, that's, you know, it's like 10 yeah. CC and it's like pumping Fisher track or something like that. It's definitely something that um, I've noticed when I've heard good DJs play, it, you, you being among them, is when you're dancing, you're having a good time and you know the song that's playing and then all of a sudden there's that, there's that little, oh, some, what is this song? Like what, oh, oh, who is it? Who is it? And you, you've got that kind of moment. You're like dancing. You're really enjoying yourself and you've dropped some like Stevie Wonder into like a modern house beat yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I think like really that's, cool. that's a fun thing to do. And like Fatboy Slim is great at doing yeah. that. Like he's a, you know, great inspiration for like writing cool albums and sort of looking back to the past and creating new stuff and yeah. really going everywhere. You know, there's so many cool DJ artists out there like that that aren't sort of like, you don't have to be, you know, in Ibiza going nuts and sort of playing absolute trance tunes yeah, with those yeah. tacky keyboards. It can be very, very musical. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And it's got, for me, there's a certain style of, like, I pay respect. That Avicii guy was an amazing songwriter, but yeah. his piano tones and things like that is not my super cup of tea. Yeah. It's like songwriting and stuff. He was a, a killer. He was amazing. Yeah, yeah. But there's it. this type of trance that I cannot listen to that has those keyboard sounds, and I don't know if it's because I got it drilled into me in home nightclub in Sydney when I was back in my formative years. But oh, yeah. can't do it. It's got to be sort of funky. It's got to have some, the some wrong realness kind of, to The it. wrong kind of nostalgia. Yeah, the wrong type of nostalgia, <laughs> but... Um, uh, interesting yeah. you were saying before, um, you know, you're loving that sort of soul disco kind of vibe, morning vibe, but, you know, that house, that pumping house vibe at night. Have you ever seen that video? It's like a meme on Facebook and it's like um, watching ravers to the tune of Thomas the Tank Engine. And it kind of, <laughs> no. it, you kind of just triggered a memory there because you were saying, you know, the morning is this chill, like disco kind of, uh, you know, funky sort of thing. And then the nighttime, I'm just playing bangers. And, and I was thinking about the difference... Obviously, it's not so bad to play sort of disco soul at night, but if you were going like hard at, say, like Liberty Providors or Soft Salvage in the morning playing like house bangers. It's just, I don't it know, looks, I've it, seen it looks, that. It looks and sounds I've a bit seen, weird. Okay, so here's a really interesting thing. You'll see a good DJ. Some DJs prepare at home and they've got their like perfect set that they rehearse. Mm. You can do that, but you can rock up to the venue and it's not going to work. You yeah, need yeah. to read the room and the yeah. situation. And if you're stuck and you only know how to mix those tracks together and you're freaking out just because you don't know how to mix the other ones, you know, I've seen guys play like banging stuff and it's like, there's no one here. Yeah. It's a really chilled vibe. Maybe just take it down until yeah, like yeah. people start to mingle yeah, yeah. and then like slip a little something that's got a little bit more fizz to it in yeah, there yeah. and sort of like do that. But instead it's just like, no, nah, these just tracks, it's the ones I know that go together. Yeah. So I've got to do it this way. I find that fascinating too, because like in the daytime, if you're playing those sort of house bangers, People are a little bit more reluctant to get up and dance. And I don't know what that is, but but they probably would get into it if it was something a bit more chilled. There's kind of like a mood that happens throughout the day when it you is, start you've off got, real it's slow a, you've and you slowly build. You've got to build. You've got to yeah, build yeah, it. Yeah. And it's so funny. People have come up to me at gigs and, like, you know, it's the start of the night. I'm like, oh, man, I'm sorry no one's here. Hey. And it's just like, well... Literally, it's been half an hour since, like, the mm. gig started. Just give me a sec. 
they come back and it's like 10 or 10.30 and the place is packed. And it's That's like, it takes a little while for people yeah. to get into it and you slowly build it up. Like you I slowly think, build energy yeah. until the end of the night when it's just, you know, mad crazy times and all that sort of jazz. Yeah, you also can't maintain that, um, that tempo no, for, no, you for can't, three like, or four hours, even as a musician. It's funny, I got a great compliment. I was doing um, doing a gig and this guy's like, man, you really like, you've been taking us up and down. I'm like, yeah, but... Without any light or dark or, you know, peaks and troughs, there's no, there it's is no monotonous. build up. It's like yeah, yeah. constant like here. Yeah. If I don't bring you back down, I'm not constantly just going to, lots of DJs will take you from chorus to Man, chorus, we we build up. up to build up. It's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Be musical about this. Yeah. You need some light and dark. You need, people want a little bit of time to like look at their friends and sort of like go and get a drink or they want a little breather and it can be musical and great and it also creates tension because what's coming and you can sort of like space that out for about two minutes and then sort of bring people slowly back up with a, you know, common theme or a common song instead of like... like yeah. <laughs> It's like people don't like being hit with a sledgehammer constantly unless there is a lot of drugs involved. <laughs> and then For they sure. love that sledgehammer, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bang, bang. Just like, <laughs> oh, hit me harder. It's like, yeah. Oh. It's interesting you said um, the, the troughs and the highs. And I've always thought about this because, um, you know, they do say that statistically, psychologically, people who are, who are musicians are generally more empathetic and there's this kind of, but also like quite reflective and depressive a lot of the times, um, uh, withdrawn. And so that, and you were talking about the music and I was like thinking we could take this in a really philosophical <laughs> direction. Going? What are you studying what, again, Joshua? Uh, I've just finished my degree in, uh, in, um, majoring in religion and philosophy. Oh, please let's go down this rabbit hole. No, we don't have to. I was just, I was just thinking that that's quite a, an interesting, um, an interesting way that you put it. And I was like, okay, well, musicians are generally more empathetic. They're also, uh, can be with withdrawn these highs and lows. And that's the thing. It's like riding those waves yeah. troughs and whatever. Anyway, little, uh, psychological insight. philosophical insight. Thanks aside. Jordan Peterson. That was yeah, you're welcome. ridiculously great. <laughs> it was probably not ridiculously great. It's just a thought that I had. I had those things the highs and the lows the The peaks and the troughs yeah yeah well and i I guess i was just thinking from a a non-musical point of view a lot of people have that anyway and maybe there's like some creative aspect but also there's people who are just like riding riding the wave and their tempo doesn't fluctuate too much they just they can be coasting or they can be going really hard like but it's not the ups and downs yeah but wouldn't you rather the ups and downs like if you had a monday in life that was just constantly at one pitch or one frequency well you said context Oh yeah, so okay, and that I think that's a that was what kind of triggered my mind onto it and going, exactly right. Like you don't know the good from the bad if you don't experience both. Yeah, you need to you need to go there. Otherwise, it's Boom. just a, you know, yeah, you're flatlining <laughs> the whole thing. How do you know where up and down is if you haven't been there? So Hilarious. for sure. Wow, we went deep there. We went bro. deep for a, for a good three minutes or so. So. Um, we got a little bit of your history musically and, and, and Danger Waves and when the way, uh, where the Danger Waves came from before it was low-tech hi-fi. It wasn't it Bobotech at one point? It was Bobotech. That's yeah. funny. Cause, way back when. Yeah, way back. That's, cause what? What I, that's because I call you Bobotech. Yeah, yeah. And Everyone. when I ask Siri to call you, I have to say Tetch. Yeah. <laughs> Siri, call Bobotech. <laughs> Tetch. Thank you, Siri. <laughs> I'm um, not done with this lingo. Uh, yeah, she doesn't know. She's... Uh, no, she doesn't. Thanks Thanks for trying to. Yeah, look, I get called all sorts of things. People, because my name is Chris, and mm. a lot of people call me Bo because my last name is Boaz, 
are very surprised that my name is Chris. And like, what? Yeah. I've known you for 10 years and I thought your name was Bo. I feel like I don't know you yeah, anymore. Yeah. People have that with me, uh, except they, they don't, they've never known my real name. <laughs> <laughs> Someone said that the other day. They were like, How's what, Jay going? What is his actual last name? I like actually don't know. <laughs> Jay McGovern. Jay McGovern. McGovern. Nobody knows. Take your pick. It's an enigma. Man of mystery. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say is we got your little little history. Um, how has is, how is COVID been for you? Like, what were the things that kind of got you through COVID times? And also, what's 2021 feeling like in the, the music industry on the North Coast a little bit? Right sort of, yeah. now, it's feeling, I'm being really optimistic that yeah. it's feeling like it's going to come back. And it kind of feels like it's going to be timing with, I guess, the end of JobKeeper and the government's going to want to sort of get people back out there. I suppose the vaccinations Well, the too. vaccinations, it all sort of, it's really funny how it's all sort of coming together. And I hope that it means that we can get out. And I did see in the UK that they're with the, um, they're doing a quick snap COVID test thing that people are going to be able to go and dance and go clubbing again by July, apparently, which oh. is pretty big step. I don't know if we'll see that. Maybe we will because we don't have the same. I don't know if we'd even call it a pandemic in this country, what we've sort of had. I really don't want to go down the COVID rabbit hole, but what it's feeling like here is venues are starting to look at booking more shows again, which is great. And it looks like if we can get the next level of restrictions, people might be able to stand and drink. And that's when, you know, music might start to bounce yeah. back. So we've gone to the two metre squared rule. Is that right? Is that what we're I'm at? not. I, I sort of... You kind of, I, do, I you kind of check out a little bit, paying attention after like at Christmas time, we were yeah. just about, we were at 70 people on the dance floor. That's right. For one week. For one week. I remember so we I had our just like, only, we are, dance floor, yeah, we're, only legal dance floor. Yeah, we're like back on. Yes, this is so good. I yeah. was like super happy. But it's been very depressing yeah. because to have all your, you know, your, what you do taken away from you, but also you sort of look inwards and sort of have a really good look at, um, Sorry, that you know, was just what, you, <laughs> what you <laughs> what you do and sort of I've been able to, you know, I you did a radio show and I was like, I could do a radio show, yeah, like yeah. a DJ thing. So we did that. Um, I started looking at breaking down the old tracks that I really loved that I've always wanted to DJ, but they're so hard to you know, like get into time with quantized music. So music that's played to a metronome or just made electronically on the computer, mm. the old tracks aren't like that. They flow up and down and yeah. they're not keeping the same BPM. So I've been able to sort of sort of fix them up so they are easy to mix so I can easily... Yeah, so you're not having without, to find a It's not a super stress and you're not writing a tempo fader. Yeah. You can actually sort of make a really smooth mix while you're out without doing that. So I've been doing that... And it's been great. So I might do like three or four of those a week. So yeah, now nice. I've like built up a really great sort of playlist of stuff yeah. that is highly playable that I can yeah. put under any sort of kick drum or dance tune. So if I'm doing a house night, I can, if it's in the BPM range, because yeah, you don't yeah. want to stray. No, you're not, it just you don't sounds want to weird. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think plus or minus four BPM is my range before things start to sound a little bit. Well, it gets bit, pitchy. It gets pitchy. It gets a bit strange sounding, and people go, that it feels rushed or, yeah. it, you know. It's funny, 2 BPM on some tracks, and it's like, this feels like a different track altogether. And it's funny to sort of feel that. But COVID has taught me to make sourdough. It's taught me to um, really enjoy the time with the family, you know, like really sit back, relax, and take it all in. Mm -hmm. And I hope everyone else, the good side of COVID is people have been enjoying their time with their family and seeing that work is not 
everything. No, that's exactly Grow right. your own veggies, do your own things. Don't, you know, rely so much on big industry. If you can bring it back home a bit and look at what's going on, I think there's a lot here to be, you know, really it's thankful for. It's good, like, human life skills too. Yeah, it's just been nice. Like, it's it's been kind of, I think there's been some great sides to COVID. So I'm looking at the silver lining, not so much as... Our, our business has got totally trashed. Mm. Um, well, it's interesting because, well, because you know um, they did, uh, and not just ours. I mean, loads of people. Oh man, um, everyone, everyone got a good flogging. And uh, and and I think what you were saying before is, you know, yeah, we lost all this work, but also it was a good time to get off the the treadmill of life. That is just going pretty crazy. I'd fast never had so and... many Saturday nights and some yeah. like weekends off. I didn't know what to do with myself. I was just like, "Oh, it's Saturday night." Yeah, and there's and nothing. I've to got do. my UGG boots on and the fires on, yeah, and it's now it's eight thirty, nice. and the kids are snuggled up under my arms. And oh, it's pretty good. <laughs> we we started just having fires outside, and it was awesome. Yeah, yeah it was pretty. It was great. Fires. You know, there's a few. Yeah. Um, meeting other musicians that you could go and sort of like catch up with because you weren't at a gig and sort of try to network a bit. And mm. it was nice to see the musicians in the area come together yeah, yeah. and try and help each other and sort of become, if anything, a bit tighter because it's been really tricky. Oh, absolutely. You need you need those um, allies in your own Yeah, industry. instead of being competition, it's like, oh, who's got what gig? Or have you seen that band? It's like, well, no, because we're usually out playing our yeah. own gig. yeah. Yeah, it's like you can go and see a solo gig or whatever. So, how many um how many DJ gigs did you do in let's say from the start of COVID? So, twenty second of March was I think when they really yep. pulled the pin on it. To yep. when? Uh, to now. Oh. So, because what are we at? We're, we're as of this recording. We're late February. I would say so. Almost it... so eleven months. Oh. Jeez, it would probably nearly be about nine or ten. Nine or ten. So one, on average, just under one gig a month. That's right, doing DJ Doing DJ stuff. Doing DJ stuff. And because there hasn't been many of, of the band. It's no, probably a similar amount, right? Well, Maybe that's right. The band stuff is the same deal. Like, because I played, you've been lucky because you can play solo, solo stuff, down, acoustic things. Whatever. You can sit down and do still do sort of gigs and get along doing that. Yeah, so it's been the same, like, both the main, like, if you make loud noises and want to make people boogie, then you are out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's the, I mean, like, we got we got to take as much caution as we need to take going forward. But um, I'm certainly looking forward to getting the dance floors back. Because oh, man. there's a feedback loop, right? And, and you would feel this when DJing. I mean, if you're DJing, I'm not a DJ, but I've DJed before at weddings. And, um, and I'm one of those hack DJs. Not total hack, but pretty hack. Uh, DJs <laughs> that I'm just like BPM matching and half the time I don't know if the songs are going to work together I just go they look about the same BPM and I've had this experience where you've got it's got some R&B playing the dance floor's going really well and then you put the wrong R&B song on or something a little bit different you're like this would be cool everyone will know it and they don't and it clears and it's been like that for everybody the whole COVID that's it's like, just what no... makes you know what that exact thing I still, if I haven't been, and it, this happened to me at a wedding recently mm. where, you know, the, the bridal party was allowed to dance and we had, you know, a really good vibing sort of like COVID safe dance floor. And then I would, what was it? I think it was a Rod Stewart remix that I had just got of If You Think I'm Sexy. But it just had the wrong vibe. It didn't have the same. It's not so much about sometimes it's it's matching. It's really matching energy. Mm. 
and it had the wrong energy to yep. it. And people were like, oh, yeah, I kind of, and it just cleared it. And yeah. I was like, oh, uh, balls. And then you're kind of like that happens to But that is just that you got to chalk that one to experience. It's yeah, yeah. just pure experience. Yeah. And you go, next time, maybe at the start of the set, this track would be great. But if there's a lot of energy and vibe and people are, are moving, no, no, not, not this one. And it's funny because I can rank on my software, I can rank songs. Um, songs. Right. So I usually rank oh, them in sort of like give them stars to like how energetic they are and how they're going to sort of work that's in, so in the genre. Ranking songs. Do you, like, I suppose the software has, can you put notes in as well? N- Look, you can put metadata stuff on and iTunes, yeah, you can get it to like uh, smart yeah, yeah, playlist stuff. Can, yeah, yeah. That's where you really get in depth with. I use Tractor by Native Instruments, yeah. and I actually ties in with. It's not called iTunes anymore; it's called Music. And if you want to make a smart playlist, you can put in tags for the software to pick up. Right. So, because I'm the, just curious, because you said that you know you can rate songs according to how they go on the dance floor. But how does it work if a song is just a banger in one spot? And not so much in another. Okay, so that just comes also down to if you don't want that energy drop, then you have to work out where that moment is in that song and have another song's intro or something ready and you might loop the last outro bit of that song while you're bringing the next song in to keep the intensity there yeah, right. and slowly transition into the yeah. next song with so the same energy level because it's going to be on yeah. the, you know, it's it's just about to take off. If you don't want to go down, like because a lot of songs have a midsection that is very flat mm. and it's very sort of it goes down before the final outro. Either that or you can go to instead of playing the first chorus, play the last chorus of the song because most dance producers will. Here's a tip, kids. Yeah. With your hot cues, hit your third chorus yeah. because it's that chorus is going to be a real banger. It's yeah, going to yeah. be – that's where the real lift will be and yeah, that's yeah. kind of how – it even will be some DJs will do a tiny BPM lift in that uh-huh. – um, yeah. Interesting. Um, in that final chorus. It's so fascinating thinking about all the reasons that people want to dance and sing and don't want to dance It's and sing. very particular, man. Like, yeah. to, like when you see someone do it really well and it's really great to, like, I love watching Fat Boy and Claptone and a whole bunch of other guys do it. And there's Breakbot and there's a whole bunch of disco guys that are great at doing it as well mm. in their own way, in their own genre. Yeah. Keeping energy but keeping it cool as well. Yeah. So there's different levels of energy. It's like hyped up, crazy yeah, kind yeah. of like house energy, but there's also like that cool sort of um, new disco energy that's sort of kept alive with percussion and bass lines yeah. and things that sort of like has... A little really, bit slower, but you can still kind slower, of move to it. A little bit slower, but it's got a mad, like it's yeah, yeah. great for somewhere like the brewery where, you know, you can... Nights there where it's just been like, you know, like a constant sort of train of rhythm and yeah, people absolutely. enjoying themselves drinking and sort of yeah. having a little boogie and it's not like I'm going to rip doom, the walls doom, doom, off this doom, venue. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm just having a good time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's I find that incredibly fascinating. Um and, you know, coming back to that sort of rave um, memory that you triggered before, it's it's interesting for people that that aren't musicians just to know, like, just for them to know, like, what's happening. And, and so, like, for me, a lot of the gigs that I play are sit-down, low-key, Sunday afternoon sort of type sessions where you're not expected to get people pumping. You're just expected to create a little bit of vibe and people are relaxing and the kind of music and the oh, tempo is, pleasant. is really low. Yeah, exactly. It's like, mm, like that 
Yeah, yeah. People are like, oh, yeah, I feel really relaxed. I'm going to sip my wine, drink my cider, whatever it is. See, honey, I did take you yeah, out yeah. for lunch, and it's really nice here. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the on the alternate side of the spectrum is like, you know, 160, upbeat, rock, like that kind of thing, and it makes people just want yeah, to go crazy. Yeah, but that's the magic of music, Isn't man. It? It's a type of magic, and it's really, it's so cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Like to see people like you, you see a room change or stadiums of people that yeah. just love a song or, yeah. you know, all that stuff is really cool. What do you think is like if you're to walk into a room and a, and a band's playing, what are the, one of the first things that has to grab you when you, when you're coming in to, for you to go, oh yes, I'm, I'm digging what they're putting down. Well, uh, that's probably a put you on the spot question. No, it's not. It's got to be um, a synergy between the band. Mm. So it's got to it's got to work with all the players. And I was talking to someone about this the other day. The Teskey brothers. When I first mm. at Winterfest, and I walked into the golf club, yeah, and I heard what was going on. That you can just sort of spot it, and I love the genre that they play. That oh, kind man, of thing, like incredible. I just look, I love everything, yeah, like that. But it was just it's this so cool illusion. Yeah. Then that guy's gravelly voice on there, oh. and it was just like, whoa! But it wasn't just the guy's voice because Josh Teske has got like a like killer voice. Like yeah. it's just like wow. Like I think that front row just got pregnant. <laughs> kind of voice <laughs> whiskey drinking yeah, right. cigar smoking kind of totally cool but the band those guys were great like yeah. the bass player and the drummer really locked in kind of old school playing styles yeah. but it all works and you could feel the symbiosis between all of the players and yeah. they all complemented each other yeah. and i think that's where like locking into a groove no one's being too outlandish or sort of it's got to have that connection yeah you know, otherwise it's sort of, it's just about one and not, do you remember the, was it the Turtle Fest or the River Turtle Fest? Turtle Fest, or, yeah, yeah. Where oh, we saw, come turtle, yeah, was yeah. it Katie Noonan or something? Yeah. And she was just out the front and she's Playing got an piano. amazing voice and stuff. But it was just all about her and I had no connection to the song and it, maybe it's because of the style of music I like. But yeah. Well, I it, suppose there's a difference too between wanting to have that experience uh, of watching a band live or watching a musician live where there's something else happening and it, and their record and what it's what it's like to have their record on at home is can can be completely different. But a singer, I think like. when a singer is about not only themselves, but there's a spot in the set for them to be it all about them mm. where they take it down and it's like I saw um Ben Harper do that at yeah. the Horden where yeah. like the band was just like killer and the whole gig was great, but then the whole lights came down, the spotlight yeah. was just on him and I forget which song he sung, but the whole you could hear like he did, you, um, you could just hear people's feet moving. Like it was five thousand people's feet. It was yeah. just like crazy. Well at Blues first he did something similar and he got off the microphone and he got the whole crowd to hush. And his band to hush, and I think he was doing Power of the Gospel or something, and he just sung it in front of what would have been five thousand. It people. was man, I was just like, wow. and everyone was quiet. Yeah, you know, but that's what it's not all about. But he, it was about his band as well, because those yeah. guys like really held it together. Oh, absolutely. You know, I think there's there's definitely something about the 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 vocal, the singer making some kind of connection because it it would be kind of weird, and not always. I wouldn't say weird, uh, not weird. It's different. You have a different experience when you're watching instrumental music, I think. Okay. Here's a really great example of a modern band, Tame Impala. Mm. I love their records. And I happen to just, um, I, 
wasn't it was before I think it was when I sort of stopped working and started doing music full time and I was making some garden beds and everyone mm. told me how great Tammy and Parlor were but I think I just put it on a playlist and started listening to it and I was like wow these songs are frigging amazing mm. so I then started you know when you really sort of get into a band because the sounds the everything it's just all there the live performances weren't very energetic mm. at all and Kevin Parker wasn't very charismatic on stage. Interesting. But look, he was playing Glastonbury and stuff, but they were all very sort of standing still and it wasn't very vibey and I didn't feel the connection. Yeah. And it was I was just like I don't know if I'd be unimpressed if I saw them like that because I thought they with the songs that he's written could have given yeah. me more. They're the kind of songs you, that, I wanted that, to see the drummer freaking rock. Yeah, yeah. The parts are there. So you rock out like that band could have like balls to the wall, like just given it to it. But they, they were very reserved and it seemed to be very staged. Yeah. So the energy on stage, and this is something that like is quite, it's quite tangible. And you said before, you know, the symbiosis, the the, the nature of the band working together. Uh, and that's really nice from from a listening point of view, but also you're feeling something when they're getting into it and they're moving and they're feeling the passion, they're feeling the the energy of the music. That Man, they're okay, so you watch a James Brown performance, yeah. and you watch the band watch you. You can feel the energy. You can feel the drama. Like Clyde yeah. Stubber feels like watching. He's watching everything, and like James Brown's giving them signals. You can feel that energy. You, like. Oscar Peterson, jazz guy. Yeah. You can feel, you can hear him sort of like saying stuff, but if you watch any of the old clips, you can feel that energy between the band and it is amazing. Mm. You can feel that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Like, And even the, I think even the movement, the way that they move around stage and you, you're sort of alluding to Kevin Parker and, and Tame Impala just kind of yeah, they were very singing static. the songs I think, and yeah. getting through the It's like they were going list. through the motions right. kind of thing instead of like really sort of being, I'm sure they were like stoked, but he was drinking a cup of coffee on stage. Yeah. And I was just like, what, are you drinking a cup of coffee? Are you having a cup of tea while you uh, you play to 60,000 people? I love, like, whoa, whoa. I, Kevin Parker, <laughs> oh, his drum incredible. sounds like absolute animal. Yeah. Love his songwriting, yeah. love his sounds, and, like, he cares so much about his music. Yeah. But, Kevin, I think your live show could be yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's very interesting. I had a similar experience watching John Mayer play two times in the space of a week, years ago now, when he played Blues Fest. And I saw him first at Blues Fest, and the energy on stage was like palpable. He was moving around. He was play, and it was blues fest, so he's playing a lot of his blues flavored um, tracks. And there was just energy. The whole band was really into it. And then I saw him play at the Sydney Entertainment Center, and it was a sit down thing. And he didn't play most of his blues stuff. He played his really poppy stuff, and still good, but just not the same energy, that sort of rawness that, That's that the I thing. saw so a week You kind of are selling. People are really, they're wanting to be sold that energy and the show kind yeah, of yeah. thing. They want to see it perform. And if they're paying for that, you know, but I guess he was, the Sydney Entertainment Centre might have been for his broader audience yeah, where yeah. More pop, if he'd show his, I'm in. sure his true stripes are in that sort of where he cut his teeth doing his bluesy yeah, yeah. stuff. Not you know? his money though. <laughs> not his money though, you know, and not his bevy of women behind him. Oh dear. Yeah. Real, he's real slayer that guy. figure, isn't he? Oh man. He's very likable though. I like John May. Like, yeah, yeah. wow. He's great a bit of a voice, dick great too, songs, great guitarist, but sort of, I think some of the... He's probably earned the right <laughs> to be a bit of a dick. Maybe not earned the right. Not the right. He's... 
Anyway, you let him you get, get away with saying. it. Yeah. You let him get away with it. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I hear what you're saying. Yes. Yes. Anyway, so uh, COVID's coming to an end. Fingers crossed. Gigs are starting to to come back a Look, little bit. They're talking about flights coming back, and they're talking about things coming yeah. back, and hopefully we're gearing up. You know, with the um, they're talking about the the vaccinations for frontline workers and things. So hopefully, um, people will be flying and sort of doing things. I don't think we'll be going overseas for a little while yet. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm 40 this year. And maybe I'm... maybe New Zealand because of the case numbers oh, there being Oh, maybe so I could go to Queenstown. Yeah, you should. Or oh, maybe Queenstown birthday. <sighs> could Why be, not? Could be good. Did you say you're 40 this year? 40 this year. Holy hell. I know, right? <laughs> One of my buddies, Dan. You <laughs> start looking used... for a younger drummer. <laughs> yeah, used to have this. Oh, buddy. You'll have to be like... Hunched over. Well, if you give kidding. me a rub down before oh, each yeah, show, yeah, I yeah. promise I'll play good, boss. I might have to, um, might have to hire a, a, a physio, a band physio. Band. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be on that CBD all morning, bro. It's uh, like, it's okay, man. I've had my medicine. I'm good to, very good. good to play, but I'm very sleepy. You might have to give me a cup of coffee before I play. Yeah, everything's going to be at about 80 BPM. Oh, that's okay with Don't me. Don't go faster than that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. arthritis doesn't keep up with that tempo. <laughs> Settle down. Yeah, no, I think maybe New Zealand, and that might be the only other place, but the case numbers are uh, are good there. They're good here. What I was uh, going to ask was um, what, for me, I, have, I haven't really thought too far ahead because of the way that COVID disrupted so much stuff last year. Um, but I guess what I'm looking for is, is what are you looking, what are you expecting to find this year and, and what are you looking to kind of achieve musically like where would you like to get to and that might just be you going i just want gigs to be back to normal and people that's to be able pretty to much i want some norm, like it's very stressful as much as you try for it not to be um to have we had like pretty much six months solid worth of bookings which is great because then and that snowballs on itself again and yeah. you're just playing more and more and it's great um for some sort of like guarantee of work to come back because yeah. it's stressful paying mortgages, doing all that sort of stuff when you don't know that it is locked down. Yeah. And also a big sort of like rug pull was when that happened, within the space of two weeks, having that work pulled, all of it. No guarantee. It's yeah. just like you're on your own. Yeah. And not knowing what was coming, whether yeah. the government was going to help, what was going to happen. And that was super stressful. So for me, some sort of normality coming yeah. back would be a big bonus. Yeah. In saying that, we are blessed in this country, have nothing to complain about yeah. really. Like, love living up here. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's beautiful people around us. Bello is a, an amazing town to play music in. Yeah. Everyone's very friendly and same with, like, Yurunga and everywhere's been great to play. You know, really sort of yeah. lovely people to connect with. And Yeah, it's good to see a lot more gigs coming up yeah, in Coffs Harbour as well. Um, Port Macquarie, there's a, a few things happening down yeah, there. Yeah, look, it's our, our wedding stuff's like really sort of started to really peak up, which is really great. People are getting back into it with more confidence. And I'm sure like, because that industry got, all the vendors yeah, yeah, yeah. really got shook up. Yeah. And it, it's tricky because businesses were just trying to hang in there. And, yeah. you know, if you're just, you're not a massive business, you don't have like heaps of dollars. Yeah, you're relying, you're, you're relying on, the next three weeks worth of yeah, work that's to come right, in. Yeah, that's right, to sort yeah. of come in. So it's tricky. You and we had, survive look, we had one or two. Cancellations but... and recently some cance like sort of cancellations. It's like some venues have been good, some haven't been so yeah. great. You know, there's been a lot of changes. I'm now playing a few new venues that I um, haven't played before, which is great. It's yeah, really where, nice where, to play. Where are you playing? 
coast. I think I'm at the coast this Saturday night. I'm doing the coast. Um, it's not going to be important for the listeners because this is not um, that's like, date sensitive. Yeah, not date sensitive. Danger waves at the coast hotel at some point in some the point. distant Just past. keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'll be playing a full eclectic mix of whatever I see the room wants to hear. Absolutely. That's what it's about. Um, <laughs> yes. Harvey Wallbangers. Absolutely. And um, I think... You know, you you mentioned venues, and that's been uh, a tricky one too. Because while venues have legally been able to put on music, and and they can do that, the restrictions have made it ha- harder for a lot of them. And some of them, I think, um, uh, are just sort of not willing to take the risk. Too and maybe hard, it's become too hard it's, basket, it's too man. Hard like, and you don't really blame them too much no. either. Like, if your business is in jeopardy because you break a rule, would it be easy just to not? Yeah, break that rule. Yeah, and it's hard for us to pitch a venue an idea when they're like, "Look, we're sort of just scraping by, and yeah. you know, it's hard enough for us to keep the patrons COVID safe under the yeah. new rules and things and restrictions." I understand it's tricky, and that's. Oh, I hope we can get past that. I don't see it getting past. I think the pubs will keep the register. Yeah, thing. I've got a feeling that's kind of that's going to stay that part of signing into yeah. venues. It wouldn't surprise me. I guess it depends on what the backlash is post vaccination. If if cases stay really low down and everyone's like, "Why am I still?" I'm giving fascinated my... by this vaccination thing yeah. because there was some immunologist or whatever the other day, and someone asked the question. It's like, so when you have this vaccination, you can will be able to go dancing and we'll be able to go and fly overseas and stuff. And they're like, no. You still have to wear a mask. And you're like, why are we doing the vaccination? Like, she couldn't give a straight answer. And I was like, this is a really interesting question. Yeah. You still have it. It's just like, <sighs> I don't know. But dear, oh dear. People are trying to do what they can. Yes, absolutely. I'm a glass half full kind of guy. Why not? Why not? Um, <laughs> so I think, like, it's important for, for music venues or well, really just venues it's important for venues to appreciate um, that the music industry and, and their particular venue can work hand in hand. Um, and I am curious to see too, because because of that n- nature of the relationship where musicians are really dependent on live music venues to be putting on music, to be providing the work, what's going to happen if that really reduces? And what other opportunities do you think might present themselves away from... That's a tricky question looking into the future because a lot of venues actually, and this is sort of cried poor and said, oh, look, we don't have the capacity. When I know the capacity of some of those venues, probably just about the same as with their COVID restrictions and sort of wanting to pay artists less and all sort of stuff, which doesn't really wash with me. Not it's a all. very look. It, it's really inter- interesting to see the people taking an opportunity to sort of try and screw artists down on price and yeah. things like that. Don't think it's great. Hasn't been that many doing it. Yeah. Um, but I am hoping that we're looking to the future and venues are looking to see musicians as an asset for bringing people in yeah. and exciting events and things yeah. like that. Festivals. I heard that um, by July we're looking at festivals happening here yeah but for big festivals that's usually run year to year it's a big risk too because if there's an outbreak the government can call it yeah just like they did with the australian open and say well no we're having a five-day lockdown and they're sitting there and 
they've got so much money yeah, laid out. It's such a risk for them. locked in, deposits paid. It is. People sort of are aching to get out and see music. Yeah. And it's been so lovely. Like the other night at the, the Little King gig, yeah. it was lovely to play a gig and people just coming to see us play some original music yeah. and then afterwards saying thank you so much for yeah. playing some songs. We really enjoyed it. Need more more people like the that. The connection, like it's so good to have a connection with people and not be scared of of the boogeyman <laughs> so no. much. I, well, I think that's a big, uh, a big aspect to this whole thing is that like, sure, we're facing uh, a real problem, this pandemic and the transmission and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and I don't minimize any of that, but also like we want to get out and we want to live and we want to have these experiences, whether it's cuisine, it, I think the media has or... got a lot to answer for with fear mongering yeah. and making, especially some of the older population that might be more influenced, scared and sort yeah. of feeling that tension. It's not good for them. It's not healthy. No. You know, like if it's a fact, then that's fine. But if you're going to beat it up and really try and sort of pull some emotional stuff. There's a lot stuff, of, sen- yeah, sensationalism. Yeah, that's exactly, this, that's yeah. what the word I was looking for. Yeah. And it's not cool like don't beat it up for something more than it is like be safe everyone be safe everyone be safe and and just do do the right thing i'm certainly looking forward to that being a thing of the past and you know there's no guarantees something else could happen some more bats or whatever can concoct it pangolins yeah is that what they are Yeah, that's I don't good, know. That's that's, if someone said it didn't even start in China. I don't know. There's so much misinformation yeah, going look, around. It's, I, it's hard I to know. have a, a real serious opinion when you just have no idea. <laughs> We're that's, so far removed from from the um, the actual source of the information. It's that's like, yeah. that's true. So just get on with it. I'm certainly looking forward to just having those experiences again. And uh, one thing I've noticed, and you probably noticed with uh, with all the gigs that you know the drumming and the the DJing gigs is. Um, that when people can't dance, it can be a really frustrating experience, both for the p- people that want to dance and for the musician, because musicians like doing stuff. And when you're not feeling it, people are sitting there at the tables and maybe they'll give you a little clap and they'll enjoy it or whatever, but it's just not the same engagement. It's hard to get that because you're, you're reading people's dancing. I, I, if I'm DJing and people are sitting down and it's those gigs, I have to read their feet. Yeah. And it's funny because I'm reading and I'm seeing who's tapping in time and who's because I can see who's actually I'm starting to infect them with my grooves. Yeah, that's what you got to do. So I'm like watching the room. I'm like, who's tapping along? Who's like doing this? Who's yeah. like, oh man, this is this is a good track. So it's kind of been a bit different. I did a gig the other week at the race club, which was a sort yeah, of daytime racing gig. Yep. And at the end, I had these tables come up. I'm like, that was amazing. We really, I had no idea that they were loving it. Wow. No idea. I thought everyone wasn't even paying attention Isn't to me. Isn't it so nice, though, when you get that compliment? I was and like, you, oh, you're thank, like, oh, that was a hard thank slog. You, and like, thank that you was very amazing. much. Yes. Thank you very much. Yes. Yeah, I, I thought that everyone was just like too interested in horse racing and stuff, but they, they were like, yeah, this, that was really good. So bringing it back to the, the highs and the troughs, what are some of the, um, the gig troughs? What are the, what are the things that when you're at a gig, Bring you down, make not, you feel like not Ugh. getting free drinks, not getting free drinks. <laughs> oh, yeah, pet hate when venues one. really tight and they don't say, Would you like a free beer? I say, mm, I really would like a free beer. Yeah, I always like free beer, <laughs> free beer is great, and and I always throw in a free song, so yeah, free you should song. throw a free beer back. No, nah, I think. 
Three play. free songs and a free meal. Nah, venue pet hates is, and a lot of venues are really great now. Up at the Seaview the other day, they turned all the TVs off. They, yeah, it was awesome. They, you know, I didn't realize that we were playing on screen. Yeah, they and got people a camera. were looking past us, and huh. I was like, oh, the TAB must still be on. And yeah. I turned around, and it was us. Venues that got the TAB and the horse racing and stuff like audibly loud going while we're playing, and you stop and you can hear somebody calling a race. That's a pet hate. Yes, absolutely. You, you know. What's another one? Venues uh, that yeah. don't like that don't turn the lights down to create atmosphere. This is very basic stuff, venues. People- well, what about the ones and sorry, I'm just chiming in. I asked you the question, but when the the expected start time is X o'clock and you're there ready to go and no staff members in sight and their music's just blaring and you sort of yeah, stand you there for go eight, and then and... you gotta stand there for five minutes, then you gotta go and try and track someone down, then there's awkward silence because they turn it off. I say, No, give me a minute to get back on stage, turn it straight off. And, and everyone's like, Where's the music? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. tricky. Yeah. Turn your lights down, venues. If there's a band on, turn the lights down so there's a bit of atmosphere. Maybe we should um, get together and do a little brains trust of like a uh, a pro forma of like what venues need to think about when hiring musicians, like feed, um, drink. They will be thirsty. They will be thirsty. They will be hungry. If they're playing at set times, turn the music off at the set time if they're In ready. Say, sure. saying that, there's a lot of venues that have got great at it. Absolutely. Like from Absolutely. when we first started to now, there 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 are a lot. In fact, I haven't had too many bad gigs where I haven't been playing many bad gigs. What am I talking about? <laughs> all of the gigs that I all, play are all awesome. Gigs. Yeah. But there hasn't been many gigs where I've been sort of like, oh no, can you turn it? If anything, like they're actually waiting for you, like to give you the nod. Yeah. Just like, yep, you can, you turn your one yeah, up yeah. now and we can kick off the gig, which is great. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So more, more gigs. More but... gigs, more playing to people. What about Danger Waves specifically? Like, is there any kind of uh, 2021 ambition? Um, you got a, 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 a gig that you want to play or, you know, something that you want to do? I just want to be doing a cool circuit of yep. like that's what we sort of had going was a mm. cool circuit of gigs where there was like the brewery and there's like Hilltop and a few other ones now like Surf Street where I can do those. I really enjoy the chill afternoon yeah, ones or the morning, the ones. morning ones where it's not so intense but you get a real vibe going for people. And I think more the afternoons like three to six or four yep. to seven kind of vibe where, you know, it's a real kind of – yeah, it's a Chill, vibe. Relaxing. It's a real cool vibe. Yeah, yeah. Get that. But DJ wise, not really. I don't want to go on tour or do any crazy no. stuff. Oh, I, I was looking forward on doing a little King tour this year. Yeah, well, who knows? By the end of the year, maybe, Ma- maybe, maybe some of that's happening. Yeah, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll I'll carve my way at the start of little King gigs or afterwards playing DJ sets. That's, or uh, we haven't talked about it, but that's what I was going to get you to do. Yeah, <laughs> so maybe maybe that could be, or maybe I'll I'll start making mixtapes. But to be honest with you, I haven't been inspired, mm. and I need to be. I can't just mix for the sake at home. Yeah, I'll do it if I I'll do preparation a for reason. a venue or yeah. something like that. But if I'm doing a mixtape, it's inspiration has to strike. It cannot be forced. It's yeah. a certain time of night for me. Not usually in the morning. It's yeah, right. usually from eight o'clock onwards where I get hit and I'm in the zone to yeah. create something. And it's got to be that thing. And it can't be the kids nagging me while I'm trying to mix stuff in yeah. because many I've been like you know forty five minutes into. I'm like this is many many. Oh my amazing gosh! I've been paid like this is great. Have been destroyed by kid interruptions. Yeah, dad. 
I wanted biscuits. It's like, I'm in the middle of this. Can you ask your mother? Yeah. Yeah. As your kids get a little bit older, they, they, they get better at that. Like, they don't burst into this door anymore. Yeah, we're in the studio. And if they can hear me talking, if they, they usually open quietly and then put their hands up and go, Sorry. And most of the time I've just got my headphones in and I'm not doing anything. I'm just pointing at my headphones going, yeah. Oh my God, go. Dad can't talk yeah, to you right now. now. Leave. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the phone to Copenhagen. Just yeah, chill out. Exactly. But um, your little little young young kids don't have the same. No, they don't. Um, they just want what they want. Yeah, yeah, but they want I want to, yeah, actually bang out mixtapes. You know what? probably want to get a series of mixtapes for driving up the coast for people to listen to. Because mm. the car... I think is the great untapped venue. So, did you have your mixtapes on Spotify and they got taken down? Yeah, or well, that was like a radio that. show. I had a whole bunch of stuff on there because Spotify doesn't want DJs creating mixes. Like the artists would still get paid, but right. some artists have agreements where they don't agree to do that yeah, and they and don't want you putting. To find it's out too it hard. So, um, I think it's too hard basket for Spotify, which sort of sucks. And SoundCloud, unless you're, you you have to pay 15 or 16 bucks a month to have like a catalog of stuff up there. So it's really hard to get things. Spotify's great because everyone's got it on their phone pretty much. Yeah. Like it's very accessible. And SoundCloud's not as user. Not as user friendly, but friendly. a little bit more user friendly. But what I sort of have been doing is creating, you know, like no, obscure tracks. Yeah. No, it doesn't have to be sort of dance related, but obscure tracks at a lower BPM that might go together of things that, you know, like trip hop from the 90s, yeah, like cool. a, a, a string of songs that go together like that that might go into sort of some gorillas or just something sort of... It, would, it is cool like to be able to do that on SoundCloud and, and, and at least give people even a link or an option to download because at the end of the day... What what are the art you know for for a play of those the artists aren't getting much per play anyway. No, they're not. I and know. I think look, I'm all for artists getting played, and I, I fair play to um Spotify, and I actually think they need to pay artists more, like for original One music. One cent a song. Yeah, no, that's that's a bit shocking. Um, well, no, it's it's less. It's three and a half to four and a half, but even one cent per song would be slightly. Re- reasonable yeah the the data on that stuff's pretty oh, it's ridiculous shocking when you yeah. go back to cds and i i don't know if it's true but i think even with records really taking a lot of an artist's cream they were making more money per sale of a cd back in the day when you went into the store and you bought it from the store yeah. for say 30 dollars. i remember yeah. going in there and having to save up for albums that you're like yeah. oh i just want this album and you treasured it and you yeah, put it in the right. car and you listen to the whole thing and and you do listen to the whole thing and the crazy thing is now that you've paid once for that product that you can use as many or as little times mm. as you want but you probably you might not listen to a, a full album 200 times but to get a dollar you need to, someone needs to listen to your song 200 times. That's pretty crazy. And it also creates a like really bad culture of not listening to whole albums, like yeah. a body of work. It's very. I found myself in that trap. Use it, yeah, because you get a playlist going and it suggests similar tracks and things. And it's great for discovering music. But I also like to go and listen to an artist like catalog of stuff because a lot of the times I have found that Troy Kingy. Mm. A guy from NZ that Emily from Providor put a yeah, song yeah. to, his whole album is amazing. And yeah. it's not the top five tracks on Spotify. I wasn't sold on that. It was his album yeah. that I was like, this is great. Like, wow. Do you think, um, and, and I don't know how true this is because I have fallen into that trap of doing a lot of playlisting for various reasons, radio shows, you know, new bands, blah, blah, blah. Um, 
But I, I had this feeling for a while that um, artists are also more focused on releasing one song at a time because algorithmically it works for them, all that kind of yeah, stuff. It's been and set I up. feel like people, yeah. artists, not all artists, so there's still a lot of people putting great albums out, but a lot of people are just putting singles out because that's what's a benefit. Yeah, that's what's being consumed and you, and you right lose, now. You lose that, um, that opportunity to show someone a body of work, a catalogue, a story, a, a sort of central narrative. Why are you going to cook a home-cooked meal when you can bang out a cheeseburger and people are going to pay a dollar for it? Yeah, yeah. Whatever, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like a cent for, for the cheeseburger. Yeah. It's they're of, not going to pay. They're it's not sort of setting artists up to fail yeah, a little bit with creating music like that yeah. as well. It's like there's so many great songs, I think, that maybe have been lost you know, Absolutely, should be should you should have to listen to a body of work because yeah. that's back in my day, <laughs> we listened to the album over and over and over, and then I recorded it on the tape cassette. I used to and I put it in the. Car. I remember, you know, like Yothi Uni coming out. Um, was I'm too sexy, Vanilla Ice, Ice oh, Ice yeah. Baby, Baby got back. You know, all the way to school, and it, like even back then, you could buy a single. And a single would be like usually three to four tracks and you would have like a, a radio edit and then an album yeah, version long and then bit. two like unreleased things. Yeah. And it was five bucks. But like, and then they brought the album out and you spent 25 bucks on the album. That, that was <clears> kind of cool. And if we got back to some sort of version of that with the way people can... You could can... sell one album and make 30 bucks. To make thirty even, bucks, on not even that. Would you be happy to sell an 3, album plays. for ten dollars? No, six thousand plays. So you, you, so somebody is buying your album for ten dollars digitally off Spotify or whatever. It's like to listen to this, it's ten bucks. You know, that's going to be a lot better. Even less would be. It's going to be a lot better than the the one cent per play of a song. Yeah. You know, and I suppose too, like. Yeah, no, I agree. I think there should be a way that they can do something like that. And I would say probably even less money, um, but I, it should be like a prompt. Like you get your, your your one cent at least for every play, but if someone listens to your album and they've listened to it, say, three times through, then they're prompted, hey, look, chip in and add $2 to this this artist. Because, you know, if you if you are getting, like someone like me, like I've got maybe 6,000 listeners per month, which is in the scheme of things, terrible, <laughs> but good for me. Um, but e even if people listen to one song of mine a few times over and then it gets a prompt just to go, hey, like, do you want to donate? You only need 100 people donating a dollar and you've got $100 as opposed to nothing. I also think maybe it shouldn't be so much on people to do that, but Spotify to yeah. change the ratio of their too. profit margin yeah. Yeah. to maybe favour the artists a little bit well, more. Here's where I kind of, I agree, but also there's, there's other things at work. Like, for example, the fact that you can still get Spotify and not pay for it. Like that to me is completely outrageous. You get ads. So the ads are paying for your usage of Spotify. Um, and maybe that's too good. Maybe the advertising revenue is too good to go, no. So Spotify maybe should pass some of that advertising revenue yeah. onto giving it to the artists yeah. instead of being greedy piggies. And and maybe just having a sliding scale of of um, of uh, of payments as well. Like, you know, for example, my family plan is, what, 20 bucks a month. Um, and I pay iTunes as well. So it's 40 bucks a month. You know, that's a, an, an album. That's three albums every two months. And that's probably what I would have spent on money before. I wouldn't buy that many, maybe a few more albums, maybe. But I guess what I'm saying is 
What was I saying? Um, <laughs> I just lost my train of you, thought. You're getting on a very good rant. About yeah, I was how getting on a good rant. Uh, then they I should kind pay of more off. for artists. Yes, exactly. So um, the fact that there should be a sliding scale. So I'm paying twenty bucks, but like at the very minimum, people should be paying like a four dollar, five dollar subscription at the very minimum because it, it, we need to train people also to to go and pay. Yeah, their music. habits and they are training like with these apps. It's you could get very deep in this. Are training people like monkeys? Yeah. You get to that whole AI button, thing, press the button, in, this is the way do you do this. it, and we want all the information, yeah. and we'll yeah. also profile you Have while you're doing free. this. Yeah. And P.S., did you want to buy this because we heard over your microphone that you were talking mm. about this oh before? I wonder what we're going to – maybe we'll get an email from Spotify saying right now – You're getting kicked off. You're getting kicked off. I was, I was hoping for something a bit more like, why don't you come and work for us? <laughs> <laughs> I need a job. Well, wow, you're super. Give me super a job. silver lining guy. It's yeah, amazing, dude. We're coming to the end of our time, um, and this podcast is going to be aired in a few weeks from now. This is going to be the first one. So you've been a part of the the, oh. the first one aired. Celebrate sounds. Wait, first week we're going to be in autumn, people. The surf's going to be good. The citrus is starting to ripen. The rain the will smoke, hopefully be. Yeah, away. the rain might have moved away. There'll be westerlies in the morning. It's a beautiful time of year. Mm, everyone, everyone really enjoy what you've got around you. Absolutely. If be you're on the north lucky. coast. Go and go and find a uh, a beach or a bit of rainforest oh, beach, or something, and amazing. just appreciate. Go and find a good view and appreciate what an amazing spot we have. Um, Unpolluted, yeah, pretty much. Um, dude, thanks for coming in. Where can people find you? Insta, Facebook, Insta, email. At DJ. If you put that in, you will find me on Instagram and on Facebook. And um, Danger Waves email. What's that? That's just at Danger Waves. No, Danger Waves DJ. Yeah. Um, dangerwaves.dj at gmail.com yeah so if you want you can find uh, a rad DJ all for those wedding D- and yeah, parting the contacts parting? Party. parties musical bingo come to musical bingo yeah so it's and fun times. you're doing musical bingo at the federal hotel, federal hotel every now. third Thursday it's yeah. a real blast there's some great prizes and awesome. all the genre we're like from the 50s to like Aussie rock to you know now to this just every genre and it's a lot of fun. The third Thursday of every month. Every month, yeah. Nice one, dude. Thanks for coming in, and we'll catch up soon. No problem. Cheers. See ya.